Hello and welcome to the Edited Podcast, where we explore the opportunities and challenges the retail industry is facing. From fashion, beauty and homeware, myself, Grace Hill, will be chatting to leading experts in the industry to shed light on how retailers can create a brighter future. Today, we are joined by Rosie Williams and Jess Kay, co-founders of The Own Studio, which aims to bring a contemporary aesthetic to wedding wear. We'll be discussing shifts in bridal trends pre and post COVID and how a small bridal wear business, The Own Studio, has navigated the past two years and their plans for their exciting future. Hey, Rosie and Jess, how are you both doing? Hi, Grace. Yeah, we're good, thank you. Thanks so much for having us on. Um, We're just here in the studio today. We're looking forward to having a nice chat with you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for joining us. And obviously for our listeners, it would be amazing if you could start off by telling us about The Own Studio and your guys' backgrounds prior to launching the brand. Sure. So The Own Studio is a contemporary wedding wear label. So we sell bridal wear and sort of evening wear, and we call it evening wear rather than bridesmaids outfits, just because our entire ethos is around creating really, really wearable pieces that can actually be worn again after the wedding day. We have a studio in East London, um, but we also sell online. Our backgrounds actually lie in brand communications and strategy uh, historically. Um, Our involvement in the bridal sector um, was purely on just our own experience of buying our own wedding dresses and our own bridesmaids dresses. And it was actually these experiences that led us to realize that the sector was actually quite out of date for the modern woman. Um, and it was really kind of calling for um, a fresh approach. So that is actually where um, the label kind of began and what encouraged us to actually start the brand. And what were you guys doing before launching? Obviously, you said brand communications and strategy. Tell us a little bit more about your guys' backgrounds. Yeah, so we worked in um, sort of, yeah, as I said, brand communications and strategy for a range of different high profile clients um, across a range of different sectors. So everything from sort of interiors to tech, um, we worked across kind of a huge range of clients kind of consulting them on how to position their brand um, and how to grow and market their brand. And obviously, with you being a duo, what what do each of you do within the business? Do you have specific roles? So when we started the business, it was just the two of us. So we literally did absolutely everything you can imagine from sourcing clothing labels and packing every single order all the way through to marketing and, you know, photographing our product. We both collaborate on designing all the pieces. So as you can imagine, the list of roles that we had and hats that we had uh, went on and on and on. Um, But obviously, as the business has grown and we've been able to sort of grow a team, and we have sort of carved out different roles um, within the business. So I'm more focused on sort of the operations um, and Jess is more focused on brand um, and marketing. And obviously, you know, it goes without saying coronavirus restrictions forced brides and grooms across the world to postpone their weddings, which obviously impacted the bridal market severely. Um, however, we are seeing large gatherings like weddings back in full force, which is very exciting. Have you noticed the demand for bridal dresses returning back to pre-pandemic levels? And, and how have you seen it emerge post-pandemic or post-vaccination, should we say? Gosh, it's been absolutely crazy. Um, since we were able to reopen in April, it's just been non-stop you know, we've been completely booked out and actually we're still completely booked out. I think our next available weekend appointment is March. So it's super busy and and lead times are running, you know, quite long at the moment. Um, So yeah, it's, I think we've noticed obviously so many people wanting to get married and that's 
amazing that it's still such a you know popular thing to do and people still love to get married it's um you know I guess with modern times changing you'd almost think that the kind of appetite for that would wane but actually we've seen the complete opposite and I think maybe COVID has even exacerbated that in the sense that it's made people realize what's important in life and obviously having a wedding and having all of your family in one place has become so much more important um, than ever before and you appreciate it so much more so I think weddings are really lovely celebration to have everyone at the heart of that oh it's amazing to get I know as you said like I haven't thought about it that way in the sense that it's great to get all your loved ones in one spot and it's an amazing celebration to share with your other half I can't believe you're booked out till March that is crazy and have you kind of noticed any specific changes in terms of demands from the brides that you're seeing coming into the showroom and studio Yeah, I mean, I think speed is a big thing. People are making much quicker decisions than they ever have before. I mean, in April, I think it was, we had a bride come in and she made a decision within half an hour and she was like, yep, that's the one I'm going for it. Which, you know, back in the day, pre-COVID, that would have been unheard of. You know, sometimes people take months to make a decision about dress. And obviously you can understand that because it is really important purchase not just because it's expensive but um, it's also a very emotional purchase so the speed at which people are making decisions has definitely changed and I think alongside that people are much more confident in their fashion choices so pre-covid they might not felt comfortable wearing things like jumpsuits or suits but now they're much more emboldened we're seeing a lot more fashion forward brides which is fantastic and really fun to see. Definitely. I'm really curious on that point of speed and making a quicker decision. Like from your guys' point of view, like what do you think is enabling brides or, you know, causing them to make quicker decisions? Do you think it's the fact that they have a stronger perspective from seeing things on Instagram and the look that they want? Yeah, I guess what do you think is causing them to make quicker decisions? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think there is that. I think people are much more kind of aware of what they want. They're much more pointed when they come in. They're like, you know, I I know I definitely want that look. Perhaps because they've had so much time to research and build their mood boards. And, you know, as soon as they come in, they know exactly what they're looking for. So yeah, I think it's a mix of different factors. I think the other thing is obviously they're having to make a quick decision because these weddings aren't a year away. This year, we've seen weddings that are in four weeks time, you know, we've you know been working really hard to make sure we can facilitate really really short turnarounds we've got an amazing team of seamstresses that have been working specifically on rush orders but you know people are coming in saying okay I'm getting married in three weeks time can you help me so the decision actually needs to be made very very quickly um so as Jess said obviously they've had months and months of lockdown to be able to do this research and the moment they're actually allowed to come and try on a piece they know they need to make that decision super quickly um and then in turn we then need to be able able to create a made-to-measure piece very quickly, which, as I said, is, you know, doable for us because everything we make is in London, um, is very, very close to home. So we are able to find ways to make that work. It's been amazing to be able to see brides sort of within weeks of coming into the studio, then getting married and seeing their photos and being able to see that, you know, normally you would have to wait a year for the bride to actually then get married. So it's been so nice to be able to see that so quickly, especially after such a drought of weddings. 
Definitely. I guess as well for the bride as well. I know from personal experience of my friend Terry who came in to see you guys, like she'd got bored of her wedding dress because she'd bought it years ago. And then by the time she got to wear it, she didn't actually want to wear that dress. So I guess it's still a very exciting purchase for them and they want to wear that dress that they've chosen. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point, actually, because we've seen a lot of brides come in. And obviously, as the kind of wedding format has changed, you know, that sort of big traditional dress people are sort of moving away from that and actually you know of ceremony for 15 people it didn't really feel that mm-hmm, appropriate mm-hmm. to have yes. kind of big grand dress so there is that in the sense that obviously the format of the ceremonies have changed but also tastes have changed so I think you know in Terry's case she was just like I don't I don't really like it anymore yeah. it's not my taste it's completely evolved and I think in the 18 months of lockdown that's entirely plausible isn't it that your tastes do change so it's quite an interesting transition. And obviously you mentioned bride's tastes changing, maybe not wanting to wear, you know, a, you know, a larger, more fuller dress to, a, you know, a smaller ceremony. But I guess what are some of your other key learnings that you guys have got over the past 18 months? It's been a tough 18 months just in terms of the amount of times you have to pivot and, you know, reset to then go again. I think for me, the biggest learning has been resilience and the need to just constantly push at something. I mean, the amount of times we had kind of the lockdowns in place and then, you know, you'd have to pivot into doing the at-home services and then we'd reopen then we'd close again. And, you know, by the end it was wearing, you know, and it was difficult to move forward. So I think that resilience, it's taught us a lot. And I think the need for innovation and constantly keeping things fresh and exciting is so important as well. And the consistency. So, you know, don't be afraid to try something new, but really throw yourself into it. You mentioned obviously innovation and trying new things and how important that is. Are there any other measures that you guys have implemented to help future-proof your business? I think one of the things um, that's absolutely key in heart to our business in terms of future-proofing and also just in the here and now is basically listening to your customers the entire time and, you know, knowing what they're looking for and what they need. So for example, obviously Jess mentioned the at-home service during the pandemic. So we would deliver dresses to people for people to try at home. And I think that made a huge difference to... um, just people's spirits because you know when you're stuck at home and you're getting married and you can't do anything to plan your wedding you don't even know when you're going to be able to hold it being able to do that you know try on some wedding dresses at home just keeps the you know dream alive um so we sort of listened to customers in terms of them wanting to do that and obviously made sure that we were facilitating that and then just in terms of looking towards the future again it's just listening to customers and what they're looking for so obviously we sell online which i think is just generally a great way to future proof a business and we get a lot of international customers that way and making it really 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 easy for people to feel confident buying online that's something that we've believed in since the beginning of our business and it's just consistently trying to find ways to help people feel confident to buy a wedding dress online we like to think we're an international brand even though we are based in london so i think that's for us like e-commerce is definitely one area that we are going to continue to focus on and what tactics have you guys implemented to make people feel more confident with purchasing online As Rosie mentioned, when we set up the business, it was really 
a case of doing it online first. But obviously, with it being a made-to-measure product, um, certainly on the bridal side, that is a little bit more tricky. So one of the things we wanted to kind of make people feel comfortable with is taking their measurements at home so that we could then obviously go and make the product and then send it to them. So we've done things like you know, video demonstrations of how to take their measurements. We talk them through, um, we do virtual consultations where we talk them through the product and have it on screen. And we send them fabric swatches ahead of time so they can really fill the fabric whilst they're talking to us to really bring it to life, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, various videos and more detailed photos of the product. So really, it's about kind of whole virtual experience. You might not have the product in your hand, but we do our very best to make it feel like it's there in the room with you. And amazing for those international clients, as you said, and for you guys to grow your business. That's that's really exciting. Obviously, we know weddings have been postponed or could have been postponed for over 18 months, which is a very long time. Have you noticed any changes in style preferences from brides and bridesmaids? And I guess, what are some of the biggest bridal trends that you are seeing post-pandemic? In terms of events, obviously, before the pandemic, there was normally that one big day perhaps if you're having a destination wedding, there might be a pre-drinks, etc. But normally there would be, you know, one day. But actually, after the pandemic, what we've seen is a kind of series of events where people will be having different types of family or friends to those, you know, so it's really lovely. And that means that people can have multiple outfits. So you have the, you know, your dress for the main day, and then you might have a jumpsuit for the night before and a different, you know, so it kind of goes on and on, really. And we've seen so many people do that. And I think that's where rental really comes to play as part of that. So yeah, that's been one factor. I think where people have obviously wanted to wear multiple different outfits rather than just the one dress, they are looking to make sure that those pieces are pieces they really can wear again so they can justify that spend. So, you know, if someone comes into us and they kind of secretly always dreamed of wearing a jumpsuit to their wedding, but now they actually feel like they can because their wedding format has completely changed and they haven't got their mum saying, no, you have to wear a big dress because now they're actually doing it in a pub down the road. So they feel confident wearing a jumpsuit, but they also want to feel like they can wear it again so they can wear it on honey moon they can wear it to other you know lovely events so I think rewearability has become even more important which is again something that's always been at the heart of our brand and that's half the reason we set the brand up so um that's obviously good for us um but yeah rewearability has definitely become even more of a trend um multiple outfits as Jess mentioned is definitely something that we're seeing separates again have become super popular because for example if you've got you know a top and a skirt that top can be worn again with trousers to a different part of the wedding event people love the idea of kind of threading certain elements of an outfit through their different wedding events so we'll see a top being worn with a skirt for one event and trousers for another event so separates are again something that people maybe hadn't thought about before but now um, are really interested in there's been a bit of a move away well certainly from our customer of that kind of big one showstopper dress well I say showstopper dress our dresses are also showstopper but they're slightly more relaxed and I think that's quite key is that the mood and the tone of weddings seem to be a lot more relaxed since we've come out the other end people just want to have a really good time so they want to feel incredibly comfortable they want to feel amazing but they do want to have that element of relaxed glamour which is definitely what we're seeing in terms of people coming to us and what they're looking for with our pieces. I was so excited when I saw on Instagram that Lucy Watson was wearing one of your suits <laughs> to her civil ceremony. I like clicked on it and I was like, the own studio. I was like, amazing. So have you also seen a rise in suiting trends? 
Definitely. I think suits and jumpsuits are hugely popular. I mean, everyone loves the Bianca Jagger look. It's always been like, you know, she's such a style icon. Everyone's always gone for that. But like, I think over, you know, recent times, people have perhaps got a bit more confident to do that. I guess talking about bridal guests at the wedding, have you noticed any trends within that group? One of the things we've really noticed with that group is rental. I think pre-pandemic, you know, people were doing rental, but it was less, you know, well known, I suppose. And I think since then, it's almost like the kind of de facto choice. Like everyone's renting when you go to a wedding. And it's great because you've got so many options now and it's just so, so easy to do. And actually, we partnered with her earlier this year to rent some of our evening dresses and it's worked really, really well. And, you know, we've had lots of wedding guests in them as well as bridesmaids. And it's just kind of showing that point about rewearability again. But yeah, I think rental's just such a great way to go if you're a wedding guest. So over the years, we've witnessed a huge boom in the mass market for bridal products. So with the likes of ASOS, H&M, Reformation have all launched their own collections. And obviously, according to edited data, we've seen new wedding products in the mass market increase by 19% in the UK and 29% in the US. So how do you as an indie brand position yourself against mass bridal market players? I think for us, it's about the quality we can offer. I'm not saying that that's not good quality as well, but just for in terms of our positioning, I think for us, it's, it's the made to measure element. It's the quality of the fabrics, the sort of beautiful, luxurious fabrics that we're sourcing from Europe. And also just the experience. I think for us, a lot of part of buying a product from us is about the entire like experience that you have when you um, either engage with us through Instagram or online or email or when you're coming into the studio. And I think, you know, a lot of people, as Jess said before, a very emotional purchase. I think those elements just really help us stand out. And we work slightly differently to other designers and boutiques um, in the industry. So in lots of places, we'll buy stock and then alter it down. Whereas what we do is we won't start making something until we've received an order until we have the customer's measurements. But what that means is they can change certain design elements, you know, if they want to have a longer train, shorter train, add sleeves, you know, so we can be really flexible again with fabrics, you know, we can really mix and match. So actually it's really nice because you can create something that's a really bespoke piece. And I think that flexibility again is, you know, gives us a point of difference. I feel like as well, like the aesthetic, you've absolutely nailed it. And it's so aspirational, but also at an accessible price point as well, which is, I feel like a fantastic combination. One thing I'm curious about, because obviously I found out about you guys through Instagram, but I'm also, I feel like your biggest fan, word of mouth. Um, What is the most successful way that your brand has acquired new customers? I think word of mouth is so key, especially in this industry. It's everything because obviously as people get married, then, you know, they tell their friends and it sort of goes on this long chain. Um, I mean, obviously social media is incredibly important, but you're only as good as your last customer and, you know, in their experience. So for us, word of mouth is everything. And obviously what we find is that we'll have customers that will come in and their bridesmaids or even just, you know, wedding guests, and then they come back when they're brides. So you can create this, you know, huge network and huge community within that so yeah word of mouth is really really key 
you guys have mentioned how, you know, rewearability is so important to your brand. And you'd already touched on the fact that bridal and bridesmaids wear is typically one wear piece of fashion. Your brand is proudly made in London. So tell us a little bit more about that journey. Like, can you give us a timeline of where and when the materials start and, you know, when that final product is made? We source everything in terms of fabric. We'll source from Europe. As Rosie says, we keep fabric stock very lean. Um, so we've not got lots of fabric rolls that aren't being used. So yeah, so we'll, we'll start with the fabric and then obviously that comes over, um, usually by air freight as that's the, you know, most sustainable way to do it. And then we distribute that to the seamstresses in London and then they'll start making the piece. You know, that varies in terms of how long it takes depending on what the product is. But everything is, you know, handmade. We work with seamstresses that have been in the bridal industry for decades. They're absolutely incredible at what they do. And, you know, we're so proud to work with them and, you know, to have a team so we can have that kind of made in London label um, it is really, really important to us. It also allows us just to be really agile. People can kind of make a product their own because, you know, we're not having to place an order with manufacturers overseas that it all has to be a one size fits all situation. Like we can, you know, literally just go over to our seamstress with our bride and um, make changes to pieces and, and be super agile and give people a really, really personal experience and a completely unique outfit. Totally. And obviously, you had mentioned that you'd collaborated with her collective, which is very exciting. What do you see as the potential and future for rental and secondhand in bridal? So I think it's going to continue to grow. Um, we know just sort of anecdotally from talking to, you know, brides from different countries that already in Singapore and Korea is rental is absolutely enormous and just a completely standard way of doing things. I think there's often multiple events and you will definitely rent at least a few of your outfits. And I think that's definitely coming over here and people is getting more and more confident doing it. So we definitely think it's going to be a growing area um, in the bridal sector. But saying that, I think there's always going to be a place for, you know, more made to measure pieces. I guess the only thing that you aren't able to do when you rent a piece is alter it. So the length would have to be perfect, um, you know, and the fit would have to be great so I think certainly for like smaller weddings or civil ceremonies or actually or even a main wedding you know everyone wants to wear different things where you're maybe possibly wearing a piece that doesn't touch the floor you know rental's great for that but if for example you wanted a full length piece that needed to sort of hit the floor perfectly and you know you want it to be fitting perfectly to your body if it's a certain style you really do need that fit to be perfect so I think from that perspective there will always be you know appetite and a huge role for more made to measure pieces and often you know if you can wear a piece again and that you're buying you know for your wedding day then again you know you might rent a piece for the night before and then buy that piece for your main day um knowing that you can wear it again so you can still be sustainably minded when you are buying um a bridal piece it's just thinking about how you can make that live on after the day definitely and obviously as a small business the pandemic must have disrupted many parts of your business and your operations. I can't imagine how stressful and overwhelming it must have been at times. Um, how did you guys manage to adapt? And I guess what was the impact on your supply and delivery of dresses, I guess, during that time? We were relatively lucky in the sense that because we'd make everything in London, we do have a sh much shorter supply chain and obviously manufacturing was allowed to remain open. So really things in that sense continue to kind of work 
as they normally do. Having said that, we obviously had difficulties with fabric coming into the country and obviously prices, you know, being affected by Brexit and things like that. So we were having to plan and continue to have to plan, you know, much further in advance and obviously communicate that with customers about changes to lead times and things like that. But I think the biggest thing for us would have been, you know, fabric because that's really the main thing that's coming in from outside of the country. Yeah, I think for us, it was just, a, you know, trying to make brides feel as confident as possible to feel like they were able to make a purchase from their house because obviously they weren't able to come in and see us. So it, I know we talked about it earlier, but that at-home service was, um, you know, a lifeline for them as well as us, I think, um, in terms of just feeling like they could continue planning their wedding. And it was a real success. And we'd actually only just opened our studio at the time. So it was quite, quite interesting timing because we literally launched our studio, then went into a full lockdown. But it did mean that we then obviously could use all the samples from the studio for this at-home service. So it was just about being super agile and, and I guess, adapting to what was in front of us. I guess as well, the resources that you guys created as well, like the videos and the online tutorials on how to take your measurements at home and things like that must have been absolutely crucial to enable that to all happen and be seamless. Yeah, definitely. I think planning ahead even though obviously we didn't know a pandemic was on its way but I think having a kind of look at online and understanding that kind of role that e-com can play in your business is so so important and and planning ahead for that you know there's those sorts of things are kind of hard to you know creating those resources are hard to do when you've got the day-to-day running of a business going on but actually they're so invaluable you know you never know when you're going to need them so it is worth kind of setting aside the time and really investing in that sort of thing because it does really help customers in the long run and obviously the business as well. I love your guys's focus on e-commerce because I think if I think about the bridal market and you know those traditional brands that people have gone to like you can't go online and order a you know a wedding dress from those brands and have that same experience either it's you know it seems quite archaic in how it operates yeah it really is i think as an industry it's quite outdated in the way it works um and i think because we came at it as you know brides ourselves sort of built the business around our experience and the things that we'd found to be almost anticlimactic when we'd come to you know <laughs> to have the sort of retail experience we were really looking at it customer first you know even small things like not having the price of the dresses on the website or not even having the photos of the dresses and and what they look like and information about them or you know even through to actually going into having the appointment and only being able to try on five dresses that somebody else had picked for you it just it didn't really marry up with what we knew you know the modern customer wanted I think for us it's also meant that when someone does come to the studio they know our pieces they know exactly what they're coming to try they know the price there's just there's no surprises and it basically means that the people that are coming in have already kind of signed up to the brand and signed up to the pieces that they're trying on and I think from a kind of conversion point of view that is also um you know quite significant in terms of being able to come in know exactly you've seen videos of the dress that you want to try you've seen photos of it you know you know you know how much it is um you know really at that point you're just going to want to make sure that it's going to look amazing and you're going to feel amazing in it so I think you know transparency is just something we found frustrating and something that we've tried to then be as transparent as possible um, in terms of all our dresses, in terms of our offering. And I think that point that you made earlier, Jess, about speed, I honestly think that that is such a critical factor. 
So it's been obviously widely reported that the wedding industry has struggled off the back and the impact of COVID-19. <laughs> Yet you guys at their own studio are fast becoming shining stars in the industry. What are your plans for the future of the brand? And what do you expect for the bridal market as a whole? I think the future of the bridal industry is definitely is moving more online and it's moving more towards, you know, ready to wear options as well as kind of keep building out the made to measure experience, which is obviously still so, so important to people. So I think think you know whereas pre-pandemic you would never imagine buying a wedding dress online now we see so many people do it and thanks to the resources that we've got people feel really comfortable doing it so that has been a real shift and I think that is only going to continue obviously we've talked a lot about rental I think again that is only going to grow but I think as kind of balancing all of that is, you know, importance around the experience and continuing to really, really focus on that. And I think that's an area for our business that we really want to kind of keep that even balance. You know, we don't want to focus too much on one side of the business because they are both equally important and customers like to shop in different ways. Continuing on with what we just mentioning about customers is just basically listening to your customer and moving with the customer. I think the bridal industry has been so set in a certain way for literally decades and that doesn't necessarily mean that's still the right way or that's the way people want to shop anymore. And I think sometimes customers or brides, you know, they fall into that format because that's the only format that's offered to them. And I think, you know, the reason we started OWN and the reason... um you know, that I, I feel that we are growing is because it's it's showing a fresh and different way to shop bridal wear that is a little bit more up to date. Um, and I think the industry will just need to continue moving with the times um, if they want to stay current and engage brides and customers. Well, I'm sure they're all looking at you guys. Really exciting to hear how you are disrupting that industry and bringing a fresh perspective to the market. Thank you both so much for coming on. Um, it's been amazing chatting to you and really excited to see what you guys do next. Thank you so much. It's been so nice to chat. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our latest episode of the edited podcast. And thank you to today's guests, Rosie and Jess from the own studio. If you've enjoyed our conversation on the bridal market, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast where you can stay up to date on all of our future episodes. And if you want to read any of our data on this market, all of the links can be found in the description of the episode. If you're a customer of Edited, please contact your dedicated Edited team member if you have any questions. And for all of our listeners, please ensure you're subscribed to our Insider Briefing, where you can get all of our latest data analysis and strategies for the retail industry. We'd love to know what you would like to hear in our podcast. And if you have any suggestions for themes or guests, you can get in touch with us on our Instagram at edited underscore HQ. I'm Grace Hill, and I will see you next time. Bye.